1: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash dt. Hanging out with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Always, always enjoying the time here with you on the air every Monday through Friday, once again, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is always on if you go to WakeUpCallDT.com. You go to the RSS feed. The iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, tune in radio directly. You can go to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com and get over 1,000 shows, 1,000 audio files of Wake Up Call with Dan Satoro. So, plenty to listen to, plenty to enjoy, and always a great time. I hope you had a great weekend. My weekends run into my weeks, my weeks run into my weekends, and because of what I do and the world that I live in, it never stops. So, your Saturday, or you might be at home doing this, that, and the other. My Saturday, I'm sitting here going, is it Saturday? Is it Monday? Is it Friday? What day is it? So, you know, it's just fun. It's a good time. I love what I do, and I feel very blessed. I feel very fortunate. I feel very appreciative of the world that I get to live in, and, you know, where some people go to work, and they hate their jobs, and they dread it, and they dread Monday morning, and can't deal with, oh my God, I got to get up this Monday, I got to do this, I got to do that, I have to take care of this, I don't want to talk to this person. In, in my case and in my scenario, it's a different world. I love what I do. I love waking up in the morning and doing it. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm tired. Yes, I have my moments. Yeah, there's days where you don't feel good, just like anybody else. But when you love what you do and you do what you love, the world gets a little bit happier, Gets a little bit more open, a little bit bigger, a little bit more exciting, and a lot of bit, actually, in all those areas, and and truly becomes something special. So I have no complaints, nothing negative to say. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're here listening to the show this morning. we got a lot coming up on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Very excited. Every Monday morning at 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time, we are joined in our Monday morning quarterback segment, by Marvin Graves, Marvin Graves, who's in pretty much every quarterback statistical category in the top three in Syracuse football history. He'll be joining the show in just a few mo- a few moments here, and we're going to talk about the eight and two Syracuse Orange. The team continues to win. Him and I had a conversation weeks ago when I was coming off of a Jaguars game, and I was down in St. Augustine broadcasting the show live here on MixLR.com backslash. Wake up call DT and having that conversation together about a team that we believed could win eight, nine, ten regular season games based on how they were playing at the time. And now we're talking about a team who's won eight games. I thought that nine and three made sense, and they're close to being to have nine wins. And if they are to get to nine and somehow get to ten, then they would do even a little bit better. So nothing but the utmost respect for what Syracuse is doing, what the players are doing, what the coaching staff led by Dino Babers is doing, a lot of greats, a lot of good things that are happening and a lot of reasons to wake up this morning happy if you are a Syracuse Orange fan. So good morning to you all, much appreciation to you all, and and as I said, I cannot wait to start this conversation with Marvin Graves in just a few moments here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call D T your one stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash wake up call D T. So that'll be happening in just a moment and a few moments, I should say. And then after that we'll be getting into the second hour of the show, which is when we go on the prowl speaking on Jacksonville Jaguar on the Jacksonville Jaguars and just what's going on with the team. The Jacksonville Jaguars have fallen off the wagon. It is pretty sad to see what this has become. This is a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, a team that was supposed to, you know, have the top defense in the country, country or one of the top 2 defenses in the country, and they have had none of that going on. So, it's been difficult, it's been tumultuous, it's been trying and this and the fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars have been going through a lot. So, we're going to discuss that in just a few moments. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, In the second hour of the show, we'll go on the prowl and we'll talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to be featuring my guy Jason Lucas as we go on the prowl. Jason and I met when he was working within the organization of the United Football League or UFLs. Florida Tuskers, who had Dominique Rhodes, who had won a Super Bowl, had Joe Theismann, who had won a Super Bowl. Had Jay Gruden, who ended up being the head coach of the Washington Redskins. A lot of great people in the organization. Avion Kaysen, as well as Brooks Bollinger and Benny Brazell, and so on and so forth. So, A lot of great people that were connected to that United Football League team. And uh, Without that, without covering the little guys, so to speak, without giving a chance to everybody and believing that everybody has a story to tell, I would not have the connections I have today with the people that I have today that are all over the country doing awesome things. So, God does not make mistakes, and the case is simply this. If you decide to not give an opportunity to a good person, to not open your door to a good person, the dividends will never come, and you will miss out on a hell of a lot, so... Enjoy it, celebrate it, have fun with it, and be good to one another. And know that everybody has a story to tell. And if you're not going to tell it, somebody else is going to. That's probably going to be me. So so I'm going to tell it no matter what. So you might want to tell it too and, and make sure that you're around these good people. So with all that being said, we'll go on the prowl here in the second hour of the broadcast. And we'll be with Jason Lucas. Jason Lucas is a great friend of mine. He treats me like a brother. He calls his daughters my nieces. And so shout out to Gracie and Carly. I love you both and I miss you both. And I hope I get to see you both very soon. And a shout out to my nephew Carter who passed away and uh, was was also you know his, his son, obviously. So shout out to Carter. I love you, buddy. And we miss you. And you you are a guiding light in my life. I never met you physically. I never got to see you in that respect, but I feel like I know you, and I've always known you, and I'll always know you, so I appreciate it, and I thank you for everything, so my my utmost respect and my love to you. So in the second hour of the show, Jason's going to join us. We'll go on the prowl, and we'll discuss what's going on with the the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll also discuss what's going on with the UCF Knights and the disrespect for the UCF Knights and Everything that's going on with them, uh, there's something that Jalen Ramsey just put up. Uh, I can't. I really can't. I can't with Jalen Ramsey. So we'll play that in in just uh, in just a, a a little bit. We'll talk about what's going on with Jalen Ramsey because he just said something this morning that that more than more than backs up what I've been saying here for the last few weeks. So with that being said. We'll hop into the conversation with Marvin Graves in just a second on Syracuse Orange Football. If you're just tuning in, Syracuse Orange Football for the first hour, second hour of the show, we are going to be discussing the Jacksonville Jaguars, the UCF Knights, all the hate for the UCF Knights, despite the fact that they're 22-0, and 0, and so much more will be coming up in the show. So we're happy for that. Johnny's on the line saying Detroit is awful. I feel your pain with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so understood, and as we move forward and do what we got to do. And Johnny just said Syracuse football could beat Detroit. Probably. that's I think that's a, a fair assessment that that's something that could happen. So excited for this opportunity to speak with you today, and thank you for being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR Dot com backslash wake up call DT. I hope you're having a great morning. If you're not, we're going to make it better. If you are, we're going to keep it going. We'll be back in just a moment with Marvin Graves. We'll talk about Syracuse football, then to Jacksonville, then to UCF. Jason Lucas joining the broadcast. Love the man. And we're going to have a great, great time. And Johnny, what did Johnny just say? We sit seventh in draft order. Any good help coming out this year? And then Orange Avengers said you could be a Giants fan and Johnny said, I've gone 0 16. So the guys are talking about NFL this morning on the live line. You can too by becoming a member. Go to mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT and become a member. It takes a few seconds. It is a 100% completely free. There is nothing you have to do other than sign up. It takes a few moments. And two awesome things happen when you're a member of mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. Number one, you get to. Speak with me on the live line during every live broadcast you can write into the show. Only members can do that. And number two, you get emailed every single time the show goes live. So every device that you have that's connected to your email will send you a link saying wake up call is live, click to listen. And all you have to do is open your email and listen. It's as simple as that and only members have it. So make sure you become one today. We'll take a step aside for this fast break and we'll be back in just a moment.
2: This
0: is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jimer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand-spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service, and so,
1: For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in central New York with It's, it's a Utica a Thing. With Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315 315- 738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tor Toron Wake Call DT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake call. DT having fun here this morning. It is a Monday. I was just telling Marvin Graves off the air that because I am always doing something, somehow, some way, somewhere that uh, you know, my Saturdays are feel like Mondays, my Mondays feel like Wednesdays. I never know what day it is, but in the most beautiful of ways. I could say this much, there's snow in the forecast for Syracuse this week, but I woke up to a beautiful sunny day yesterday, and I'm waking up to sun today. So I have nothing to complain about. And I'm here with my guy, Marvin Graves. He's our Monday morning quarterback. I, I said to him going into this season, why don't we take that Monday morning quarterback moniker and turn it into something real. The Monday morning quarterback is typically the fan talking about this, that, and the other. Well, our Monday morning quarterback is a quarterback who played for Syracuse, who knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to breaking down the game, and he has been tremendous and a huge addition to Wake Up Call with Dan So without further ado, it is always my blessing and my pleasure and my appreciation to have this gentleman on the show, and that is Marvin Graves. Marvin, how are we doing today? Uh, doing great dan doing great how about yourself doing very well and, and marvin I, I gotta I gotta kind of shout you out here because i commend you on something that we were talking about off the air you get up at like four o'clock five o'clock in the morning so i have to i gotta ask you what life is like that early because i don't know that world so i gotta ask you what it's what it's like to to get up that early and do what you do I'm the one going to bed at one or three you're the one getting up an hour after that so bring me into that
3: Oh man, I I enjoy getting up early. Um, um, it's quiet. Um that's that's the main reason it's quiet. Um, you yeah, have some people moving around. I just like to get up and get a start before, you know, everyone else and just get outside and, you know, breathe some fresh air and be thankful that I have another day. So, um, you know, it's not hard once you kinda train yourself to you know, do something. Uh, it was a struggle. Um, but now, consistently, I, I won't get up past five. Sometimes I wake up at two, three, four, but I never go past five. So, um, it, it's pretty quiet and a great way to get the day started and get focused, get my cup of coffee, and I feel like I'm kind of up before the rest of the world wakes up.
1: When you're up before the rest of the world wakes up, what are what, what's going through your head? Is, is there any you know, I, I mean, do you spend some time, you know, kind of sitting on the porch, so to speak, having that philosophical thought? Do you read a book? Are you watching something? What are you doing when the world is quiet?
3: Um, a combination of all that. Um, I like to, you know, look at what's going on in the sports world, um, look at some highlights, um, you know, read an article or two, um, kind of you know, focus on, you know, my day and and really just trying to stay up on sports a lot more these days, um, you know, just kind of getting, you know, myself going and think about what I got to get done for the day. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for every day that I can, you know, wake up and, um, you know, realize how life, how precious life is and, um, You know, so I do a lot of different things, you know, from reading to watching highlights. You know, I even scroll job sections just to see what's out there. Um, You know, answer emails, you know, just just basically get my day started, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's a lot of people moving around at that time for different reasons. But um, it's really, really quiet and serene. So um, that's pretty much why I do it.
1: Speaking here with our Monday morning quarterback Marvin Graves, who's letting the world know. I get up before the world. I get up early. I get to I get to see, you know, things before people see things. I can respect and appreciate it because when I have to fly, when I have to travel, I'm typically getting up at four o'clock in the morning or four thirty in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. When I did the CNY Pop Festival, I was up extremely early. And, you know, picking people up and going to the airport and this, that, and the other. So I could get it. I can appreciate it. I could respect it. What When you look at kind of, you know, gaining perspective on life and having, you know, precious moments to yourself where the world is quiet and you feel like you can almost maybe, you know, reach your hand out into the world and, and, and get a sense for things, feel things that maybe other people can't feel or see things maybe other people can't see. What, what what has it done to age your perspective? What has it done to expand your mind to be up when the world is quiet? Um,
3: I mean, it goes back to a saying that my, my father used to say um, years ago when I was little. Um, he would say, uh, nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. And you have to get up early in the morning to get the first uh, rabbit or fish or something like that. And he said, if you lay there too long, your dreams become a nightmare. So, um, you know, for me, it's, again, it's just a way to wake up in the morning. Um, I just believe that the day has so much to offer and we all have, you know, the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day. And it's just really helped me focus on really what's important, you know, for that day, whether you're, you know, in a in a bind or uh, if life is great, um, at the end of the day, we all have situations, we all have circumstances. It's just a matter of, you know, how you handle the adversity or how, to, how you handle your life. And we all have to do what we have to do um, to make a better life. So um, it just really helps me focus on, you know, really what's important and just get my mind right. And the one thing I hate to do is be late and I hate to rush. So um, I think that those are some other reasons why, you know, me getting up and trying to discipline myself to get up early is, is, you know,
1: important. That coming from Marvin Graves here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning. Marvin, what does the future hold for you? You know, when you look at kind of, you know, what you want to do, you've you've had different experiences, you've been a business owner and, and whatnot. I always like to, you know, kind of look at that, you know, the the road forward and, and the things that maybe you're anticipating or hoping for, you know, you, you're a guy who's brought a lot of positivity to the show. You've brought, you know, expertise obviously in the field of football to the show, but you've also brought, a, you know, a good-natured human being here, which I can't thank you enough for. So what is, what is the future for Marvin Graves? Um,
3: to be honest with you, you know, I'm at a point in, in my life where, um, I won't say that I don't know, but I just know that there's so many opportunities that I have to focus in on, you know, two or three. Obviously, my family comes first and foremost. Um, I have three, four daughters, but three, um, in high school, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. So my main focus over the next three years is to make sure that, you know, they continue to, to grow and do well academically. Um and see them off to, to college. Um, I love being in the real estate game, um, whether it's wholesaling or being part of construction. Um, that's definitely something I see myself doing, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, I really do love, um, all, pretty much all aspects of real estate except for the shady people. Um, and then eventually, um, I'll continue to train kids. I, I train some quarterbacks in the spring and summer. Um, so I don't, I don't really have like one thing that I want to do. Um, I, I really feel like I have a lot of different talents, and you know, I want to be able to provide for my family and do the things that I love to do. Because, I, like I said, life is, is is too precious, and every minute counts. You know, this is not a practice run, so um, I can't tell you anything definite, but I definitely will stay around, you know, coaching and training, uh, real estate. Um, You know, I do everything from cutting grass to hanging TVs. I'm just just a regular old guy, so, um, you know, my plan is to be, you know, my own boss and work for myself. Um, and if the situation comes that I have to, uh, gain employment, um, I definitely want to do something that I enjoy. So, um, I'm just looking to, um, you know, wake up every day and just get the, get the most out of life that I can, because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know, um, you know, what's going to happen. Um, even doing this show, you know, it just happens. So, um, and it's something that I enjoy and, you know, maybe I'll get into more of the, the radio commentating, the Internet commentating and things like that. So um, I think we all have a, a, a skill set that that God has given us and it's up to us to to really recognize it and then do all we can to maximize it.
1: That coming from Marvin Graves, and Marvin, you know, life after football, that's always something that everybody wants to talk about you on the field and what you did on the field and what you're going to do on the field, but life after football, you know, every every football player goes through this, every football player, you know, takes a look at, you know, where they want to go, what they want to do, how they want to do it. Sometimes you go after your major, sometimes you fall in love with something else. What, you know, what has life after football taught you? Because that is such a huge piece, and the thing is, a lot of guys in their 20s 30s that next chapter starts and you have 50 60 years 70 years after that to to live your life and, and it's such a massive massive part that doesn't get talked about enough so just to speak on life after football and and, and that chapter and what it's taught you and, and and whatnot because I think not only good for you to hear it and good for other guys to to hear it that you know are finishing up there, on the field days, but also good for the kids to hear it that are just getting started.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, the ball can only bounce for so long, and um, you know, for some guys, um, it ends in high school. Some guys, you know, after college, some some are lucky to go into the professional ranks. Um, but like you said, you have the rest of your life to live. That's just a short window, you know, of your life. Um, football has taught me to pretty much be prepared, to continue to be prepared, never be complacent, um and and to really um to really just just work as hard as you can because you never know what um good it'll bring to you. So, um I've I've learned through sports to just never give up, never accept, accept second best. Um, when you're shooting for you know, your goals, you know, sometimes you don't make it, you know, sometimes you lose that game, but you know, there's something to be learned in it and you just move forward. And the next time you're in that situation, um, or someone you know is in that situation, you're able to either, um, survive or you're able to give someone, um, kind of an insight on, you know, what, what you went through so that they won't have that shortcoming. So, um, you know, a lot of young young athletes, there are a lot of athletes that, that kind of know what direction they want to go. I think they don't get recognized enough because there's a lot of college and professional athletes doing a lot of things in the community. You have lawyers, you have doctors, you know, all walks of life. Um, but it is it is a tough transition. And, um, you know, it's important that, you know, college athletes, you know, have mentors while they're in college and as they move on into um they what we call the real world um i think it's very very important to you know number one have a one or two things or three things that you feel like you're interested in and then try to find some like-minded people uh to be your mentor and um i think that's just one thing that's really key um for student athletes when i look back on it is to have you know those people in place that can you know, kind of counsel these guys and, and mentor these guys, and especially the ones that go to the NFL. Um, it's just really important to help them uh, manage their finances and invest their money um, in the right way.
1: That coming from our Monday morning quarterback and your quarterback of Syracuse Orange Football history, Marvin Graves. Marvin, uh, to flip the script to Syracuse football, you and I spoke, and I had mentioned this earlier on in the show, that we believed – That this team, this Syracuse Orange football team, you know, going into the season, I thought five or six wins. As the season progressed, we actually got to see the team. You know, the preseason prediction is the preseason prediction, but the in-season prediction is going off of what you actually see, what you actually are, you know, what you know from the team and what they're giving you and what they're producing. We were talking about 8 nine, ten wins, you know, you I think you, you know, definitely saw that they could get to double digit ones and they're in a place right now where they're 8 and 2. I thought 9 made sense. You thought, "Hey, 10 could happen somewhere around that 10 11 world can happen." What can you say about it because I mean, we were talking about this weeks and weeks and weeks ago when there were plenty of games to be played that this team could win 8 to 10 regular season games. They've won 8 they have the chance to win 10. So just to go back to that conversation we had and then to see it actually come to fruition.
3: Well, um, I, I think this team has definitely um, exceeded everyone's expectations, including mine, even though I, I believed in them. Uh, but to actually go out and see them in the position that they're in right now, um I think I think this team is is to be feared over the last couple of games, and to be able to be in a position to win ten regular season games, um, I know what that feels like. We did it twice at Syracuse, and um, you know to win ten games, and and with these guys possibly uh, to win eleven games, uh, ten regular season, but to actually go to a bowl game and, and finish up eleven and two. Um, I mean that that that's a lot to be said for. It it's hard to win college football games and you got a coach in his third year that has taken the program that's that's really been irrelevant, um, to be frank, fric- be frankly honest. Uh and I haven't seen the top uh twenty five polls this week, but to jump from, you know, twenty four, twenty two to number thirteen And now in a position uh, to finish off the season, a big game, you know, against Notre Dame, I I think definitely a winnable game. Um, It's just a happy time, I think, in, in Syracuse nation. It should be.
1: And the thing with Syracuse, you know, like you said, getting into the polls, first time they had been in both the AP and the coaches' poll in 17 years to have that happen together. And they came in at 22 and 24. Then they moved up to 13 this week. They're 12 in the AP. They're 12 in the coaches poll. The college football playoff poll, most recently they were 13 and that will be coming out this Tuesday and we'll see where they sit them at this time around, you know, right outside of the top 10 or at the top 10 or whatever it may be. So Syracuse is definitely gaining a lot of national exposure and national respect in the here and now. They have a game against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and Yankee Stadium like you had spoken about just now, Marvin, and then they have a game at Boston College to round out the regular season season. Just what you could say about, you know, we, we, we talked about it a little bit. You mentioned it a little bit there. But to not be in the polls, you know, to have 17 years go by that you're not ranked in both polls, then to get in there in the 20s, then to jump up 11 spots in the AP and 9 spots in the coaches poll, and then to jump again and to be just outside of the top 10 in the nation of 130 teams. Just what that means to you.
3: It means we're back. It means that uh, Syracuse football is back um I know a lot of people are probably shocked um but this is what college football is um it's a lot of parody you have your your top tier schools but you know you you put a coach and and a coaching staff in the right situation with some of the right players that believe in the system and believe in each other and this is what you get um you know, everything is a win right now type of deal. And I think if you just look at the last um, two and a half years, um, you know, I think we really got to look in the mirror and 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 really get behind the Syracuse football team. And we talked about it last week. Um, you know, we really need to lock this coach up. Um, Louisville coach got fired after the game. Um, you know, so we, we really have to appreciate where this program is right now, and what what Dino has done um, over the past uh, two and a half, uh, less than three years.
1: And when we see that, like you said, you know, you got to lock him up. You got to do that. You're hoping that conversations are going on behind the scenes. You hope that they're sitting him down. You hope that they're making sure that this this deal makes sense and that this deal is done with Dino Babers. How surprised are you that he was able to do what he's done at this point? I mean, did you did you get this feeling, this sense when you know when he came in? I know you came back to Syracuse. It's how we met. We met on the field during one of the games. So, just what was the vibe you know with you? Because you talked to me about how you liked this coach. You thought he was a good coach for the program. Did you see this? Could you feel this? Could you sense this? Or has this been a very pleasant surprise, so to speak?
3: Um. I can't say that I I saw this coming. I mean, I didn't know that it was going to happen this fast. Um, The the one chance that I got, you know, to sit down and talk to to Dino, and it wasn't a a long conversation, but um, you you know when somebody is, is genuine. You know when somebody is is into what they're doing. And that's just the vibe that I got from them in in the short meeting that we had. And and from there, it's pretty much watching them from afar, looking at, you know, the locker room stuff, watching them on the sidelines, interact with the players. And, um, you know, I did believe that if this guy was given the opportunity uh, that, that, that he can make some things happen. The first thing that really jumped out at me was, the scheme he was running. Um, You see a lot of teams running this hurry-up style offense, um, and I thought that that was probably the best thing that Syracuse could have done with the talent that they had. And that's not to say that that we we don't have talent. We're showing that we do. But when you're bringing a new system and guys got to buy into it, um, it it just keeps the defense off balance. It wears the defense down. um, And I think that is his offensive system, uh, I think, helped propel uh, this program to where it is right now?
1: Speaking here with Marvin Graves, just looking at what this team has been able to do, speaking on Syracuse and their successes, the, the most recent game made them undefeated at home at 6-0. and Just what that does for you as a former Syracuse player, as a Syracuse alum, as a piece of Syracuse history forever, Marvin Graves, just what Syracuse defending the Dome. They said at the beginning of the season, help us defend the Dome. Defend the Dome. We have to defend home field. Defend it. Defend it at all costs. Do what you got to do. And then they said, let's do it. And then they did it. You know, And, and, and I don't want to have this moment go understated because there's so many people that say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And there's so few people of those people that actually do it. They had six games in the dome. They won every single one of them. Just what that means to you as a former player, and what it means to this team to say, "Help us defend our dome," and then to know that no matter what happens in 2018, they did not lose a single game in Syracuse, New York.
3: It, it just shows that there's a focus there. It shows that uh, the system is working. Um, you know, we I never accomplished that uh, in my playing days, and. You know, it's, it's hard to win college football games. And, and, and when you can defend your home field, um, it, it becomes intimidating. It gives another next year to give teams um, a, a little extra nervousness, I would say, uh, to come up here and break that record. Um, so while they're so concerned with the record, they're not playing football. So um, it, it's very important. It just shows that these guys are bought into the system it shows that the coaching staff is really coaching, and, and, and it's hard playing at home because you have all the tickets, you have all your friends. Um, there's a lot of distractions, but to be able to to come into the dome and go six and zero, I don't really know what more you want as a
1: fan. And the fans, you know, they did they gave Dino Babers the biggest crowd that he has had at Syracuse so far in his almost three seasons and that was over 42,000. I believe it was 42,797 was the announced attendance at the game that showed up for that. Just what that says to you and what that means to you, it wasn't a sellout crowd, but it's the biggest crowd that he has had at the Carrier Dome in his time at Syracuse. So just what that means to you.
3: I think it means a lot. I think it means a lot to, to the coaching staff and, and the seniors that will be um, – You know, finishing out this season and then passing on the torch to, um, the the guys that follow. Um, it's, it's just very important. Um, I, I, that's pretty much all I can say about it. It, 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 It's a situation where you have to appreciate where we are right now. You have to appreciate what Dino has done. And, you know, I think that with the numbers going up, I think people will be looking forward to filling that dome up
1: next year. And the biggest thing about that, as we have spoken about, uh, like you said last week and and overall, that they need to lock it up. They need to make sure that they keep Dino in the dome and and on their side of things and keep Dino on this Syracuse staff and moving forward. There's been a lot of coaches that have been at Syracuse since you finished up, Marvin, and there's been this – There's been this rotator of every three to five years, either somebody gets fired or they leave. Right now, with Dino Babers, what type of crossroads do you think Syracuse is at? What type of, you know, what thoughts do you have on this, knowing that every three to five years there's been a change, either because it's not working out for Syracuse or it's not working out for the coach? Now there's a coach where it has been working out for Syracuse, and he has been able to get exposure, they've been able to get exposure. So how do you see this situation as opposed to the other situations that Syracuse has been through recently, knowing that you don't want your former school, I would imagine, to every three to five years have to make a change again?
3: Um, I think it's a great situation, and I think it um, could be a scary situation for the powers that be that you know have to... Uh, look at uh signing uh this coach to a a long-term deal um you know we haven't had the success for a long time um we're getting wins that we haven't gotten um previous to uh dino favors Fabers coming to syracuse um but i think it has to be an exciting time for you it has to be a situation that you want to be in um to go out and spend some money now they have to sit down and they have to work out all the particulars but um you you have to lock the guy up because i I think i said it last week if you don't and it's no disrespect to any other coach that would have to come into syracuse but I, i feel like you set the program back 10 years at least so um i think it should be more of an exciting time than a situation where you know we're trying to figure out if he's the guy, I mean, come on, man. Come on. I mean, you know, we got, we got three games left. Um, we can crack the top 10 possibly. And, um,
4: you know, I, I don't
3: really know what else we want. You know, it's been, it's been so bad for so long, like people need to get what they, they deserve. And I think Dino deserves a new contract and move on so that he can continue to win this year and, 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 and help recruiting out. I think that'll be even, you know, yeah. more. I think that'll be the biggest thing. Um, Cause now we are talked about around the country to see for recruits to see that this guy is locked up long-term. I mean, you're only going to help recruiting out a whole lot more.
1: That coming from Marvin Graves, our Monday morning quarterback, speaking here on Syracuse Orange Football as a Syracuse Orange alum and was under center for Syracuse during his career. The other man under center had his last game inside of the Carrier Dome ever, and he came off the field with about four minutes to go. He had one hand on his chest. He had his other hand pointed to the sky, and that is Eric Dungy. Just what you could say about his time at Syracuse so far and in the dome and that moment with four minutes left where he comes off the field and he just puts his hand up in the air and lets people know and then like I said the other hand on his heart to let people know I appreciate you I'm thankful for this moment just you know moments like that and and what this man has been to this team I mean I think he's
3: been everything I think you know he epitomizes what A student athlete is the guy gives you his all he puts his body on the line um you know he makes mistakes and then he comes back he makes up for it he makes you know players around him better um i know it was a special moment for him i know that um the dome crowd appreciated him and you know athletes like him are rare and you know i don't know if he's going to go on to play uh nfl ball or canadian football or anything like that but i tell you if i was a coach or uh, a gm in one of these pro leagues i would definitely have to give him a look so um you know one of the one of the greatest careers in syracuse football um he's he's going to be in the record books for a long long time and Um, I think he's definitely made not only myself and the Syracuse fans proud, but a lot of the other quarterbacks that have come through there. So um, he definitely carried the torch. Um, I think the way we want to see it carried and uh, was a great example for the quarterbacks to follow.
1: Bring me into your final game in the Dome, the thoughts that went through your head, the emotions that you had. What do you remember about your last game there?
3: Um, it was bittersweet um i just I just remember not really believing that you know the four or five years had pretty much gone by um i, I think I was just it was more of a numb feeling um to know that that was gonna be the last game um, kind of kind of a sad, sad situation. Um, to be honest with you, after it was over to know that, um, my time playing in the dome was, was done. It was, it was really made you reflect back on all the, the great moments and the cheer and, you know, the sold out crowds and that that was going to be no more. So, um, very bittersweet. Um, but like I said, you know, to come out there and the dome is packed, um, that's the one thing that I can remember that, you know, the fans were always there for us. They always cheered us on. And, um, you know, just an experience that, you know, I'll carry with me for a lifetime.
1: And when you go back, like you said, bittersweet, you know, you come off the field and you can't believe that, that, that the years are over. You can't believe that your time in college is is almost over yet. You got to be proud of what you do. When you look back on those moments What did you love about the Dome? What did you love about the experience and the people? You know, Dino said, we have one of the greatest advantages in college football in our Dome. So what was that like for you to be inside of the Dome, to play in the late 80s, early 90s, and have that as your home field?
3: It was special. Um... You know, for one, with all the snow in upstate New York, you know, you knew what the weather was going to be like on the weekend. Um, whether it was cold outside, you knew that the other team was going to have to deal with that humidity in the Dome. Um, again, knowing that the Dome was going to be packed, um, you know, coming into the Dome, um, the people that that worked at the Dome were so nice and so behind us, uh, hold doors for you, pat you on the back. Um, so it was it was a true home field advantage, you know, the the like I said, from everyone that worked there to give you a smile coming in, uh, when you're getting ready to go against one of the top teams in the country or whether it was one of the, the weaker teams that we had to play, you know, everyone, it just felt like a family atmosphere. I think that's the best word to describe it. You know, you felt like you was around family. Um, there's a lot of good camaraderie amongst the, not only the players, but the fans as well. So, um, you know, like I said, and to, to have and to play uh, in a facility that it was the only one like that on a college campus, um, you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: So now Syracuse is in a situation where they face off against Notre Dame. And the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are looking to get their starting quarterback, Ian Book, back on the field, taking his starting spot. From Brandon Wimbush, who was the starter, and uh, you know Ian had had taken that from him. So looking to have that come back, coming off of a time where you know they were able to defeat Florida State 42 to 13, but you know they did it with their backup. Syracuse is a different team than Florida State this year. Syracuse is a very successful team as they move forward. So you got 10 and 0 against 8 and 2. Thoughts on Notre Dame? Have you have you gotten to see much of them out there? And just I mean, obviously every year the respect is there, but this is going to be a big time game played at Yankee Stadium. It's considered a Notre Dame home game for this, and they'll be at Yankee Stadium. Your thoughts on on Syracuse and Notre Dame, knowing that Notre Dame is in the top three in the college football playoff right now. They are 10 and 0, and Syracuse is 8 and 2.
3: Uh, Notre Dame is playing really well. I have had a chance to catch a few of their games and um they're lo- they're looking like the Notre Dame of old. Um they play really good defense, they're talented, pretty much all around the board. Um, but I think this week is more about Syracuse and the fact that you actually slipped up and let us have a home game against you. Um, I know Yankee Stadium is gonna be packed with Syracuse fans. Um, and I think Notre Dame should be a little worried because I, I don't feel like, I feel like the pressure is all on Notre Dame and not on Syracuse. Uh, because I think at the beginning of the year when Notre Dame looked down their schedule, I don't think they worry too much about this game, but as the years progressed, um, I think that Notre Dame is definitely going to bring their A game. I think there are, they are going to feel the pressure, uh, of playing, a which should be a home game uh, in, in Yankee Stadium. That'll be a home game for us. So I think this, the this, the scenario is set for not only us to uh, upset a, a top three team, a top five team, but to crack the top ten uh, with one game remaining. So um, I think we have nothing to lose everything the game this week, and I think that's the way we've played football all year. And um, I think we'll see – um, the two hurtful losses this year against Clemson and, and Pitt, I think this will be the redemption game.
1: The redemption game here for the Syracuse Orange in the mind of Marvin Graves. Marvin, before I let you go here, just what you can say are the biggest positives about Syracuse football right now at 8-2 and two, and then the biggest areas of concern. So positives first, areas of concern second. From your point of view.
3: Positives, well, positive, Dino Babers. Um, areas of concern, how soon are we going to sign him? Hmm. That's, so. that's my concern. Um, when will we sign him? So I think my, my two answers to your question uh, revolves around uh, Dino and the athletic uh, department.
1: And fair enough there, because and and you know I, I think that's you know kind of put a smile on my face in the sense of the fact that you know they both have to do with Dino not having to do they have to do what's on the with what's on the field because of what he has helped produce, but more of what's off the field and taking care of business and making sure that he is in a place where you know he feels comfortable and this team can be successful for the future so I love the answer because it had so much to do with the reality of the fact that the bigger fight for Syracuse is not on the field it's off the field it's getting him into a room and saying what do you need what can we do how do we make this work we can't afford to lose you coach now does he hold all the marbles yeah pretty much but at the same time Syracuse is at a crossroads that should not be a difficult one figure out a way to do it find the money Find the whatever you need to find and build whatever you need to build to make sure that you make this happen. Because losing a guy like Dino Babers, like you said, sets the program back. Yeah, then that's the thing. In the moment, you're enjoying it, but you don't want to be on the other side of it. You love it. It's great. It's working. But if you don't handle things the right way, it's not going to turn out the way you want it to, and it's ultimately going to go backwards. So they got some work to do, and hopefully... They will have the intelligence and the fortitude and the pockets that they're not afraid to open to make sure that they get it done. That coming from Marvin Graves. Marvin, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all you do here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I appreciate what you've done in the past and and what you've meant to this team and, and what you will always continue to mean for the team. Once a Syracuse Orange member, always a member of the family, and that family only continues to grow. So thank you for that. Thank you for your time on the broadcast, and thank you for being the type of person that you've always been to me, which I truly respect and appreciate. Thank you, Dan,
3: and I appreciate it, and, you know, look forward to, you know, more segments, man.
1: Absolutely. Well, have yourself a good morning. I will, I will try to join you at some point this week and get myself up a little bit earlier and get to experience that a little bit more i may have to if i want to sit down on the porch i'm going to have to have a fleece blanket a regular blanket a sweatshirt a jacket but i'll figure out if i can do it
3: oh yeah get you a fire pit man you'll be fine
1: fair enough all right i'll talk with you soon all right god bless take care take care That coming from Marvin Graves here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Everybody that knows me is like, Dan, you're not getting up at 4 a.m. Like, That's not going to happen. It could happen. See, the thing is, if I'm in the right company, I'll get up whenever. If I'm flying, and I love what I do, so if I'm getting on a plane, I'll get up whenever. So, you know, the chance chance of me doing it is, is greater than you think. I know. So it's just, it's just something that's an inside joke, folks. I'm sorry, the I know, but it's real. So I, I appreciate y'all, and I definitely definitely appreciate Marvin Graves. He's our Monday morning quarterback. You know, it, it was it was so I was sitting there. I had Marvin on the show, and we were talking about stuff. And I, I right after I had him on the show weeks and weeks and weeks back, I sent him a I sent him a text message. I was like, I got an idea. I was like, I feel like you should be on the show every week. I feel like you should be on the show on Monday. I feel like we should call it Monday Morning Quarterback because it's a moniker that people know, but we can turn it and flip it and make it ours. So why don't we do it? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm down. And so it's cool to me that, you know, there's so many Monday Morning Quarterbacks in your life and in my life, right? People that have thoughts and opinions and this, that, and the other. But the reality of it all is my Monday Morning Quarterback is a real quarterback who played the game, who's here on Mondays, who's awesome. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for Marvin Graves, who's doing a tremendous job on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. And I appreciate him very much. Let's take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satoran on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. When we come back in the second hour of the show, we will start off by going on the prowl, Jacksonville Jaguars coverage, which will flow right into my conversation. We'll start the conversation actually about the Jaguars with Jason Lucas, who has also covered and been around the UCF program for a very, very, very long time. We'll talk about Central Florida and the disrespect around the country for UCF, but from UCF inside looking out, the respect that they have for themselves and the fact that they can only control what they can control and what they have been able to control is how they play and they have done nothing but win. So that is all coming up in just a moment. Here we Sports Meets Life on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We'll start off the second hour going on the prowl once again with Jason Lucas, who's been on both sides of the coin. He's been inside of an organization for public relations, and he's been on the media side of it like me, being a journalist and a broadcaster. So utmost respect for the man, one of my closest friends, one of the nicest guys, and good enough to call both of his daughters my nieces. Because of our relationship and our closeness. So, God bless to Jason Lucas. He'll be with us right after the break to have a phenomenal conversation about the, the professional and collegiate world of football in just a moment.
0: This is a wake up call fast break.
1: dot ladycom
2: This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub. With lots of room next to 450 parking spots, wash down their delicious 9-ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game Enjoy time with family friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Satora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information.
1: Thank you for tuning in here to the 205th episode of 2018, every single Monday broadcast we have the Monday morning quarterback here speaking on Syracuse football during Syracuse football season and even outside of Syracuse football season and that Monday morning quarterback is none other than number five Marvin Graves who has done tremendous things is in the top is in the top three in the majority of the stat categories in Syracuse Orange football history when it comes to their quarterbacks, and they've had a lot of good ones. So big ups to Marvin Graves, and thank you to Marvin for being a part of this broadcast and our Monday morning quarterback broadcast inside of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Find us on Twitter at CallDT, Facebook at dt, and Instagram at call underscore DT. Thank you so much and continue to listen in to Part 2 of Episode 205 of 2018 and so much more right here on com, as well as the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, Google Play, Apple, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, YouTube.com backslash wake up call DT, and so much more. So many different ways to listen in to wake up call with Dan Sator's archive of over 1,000 episodes, and we continue to add them every week. You can always listen live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. Thank you for your support. God bless you all.